Hey everybody, it's Pastor Jay. It's April 22nd, Wednesday evening. Man, I'm missing church, aren't you? I'm missing seeing everybody and being in the house of the Lord and in one mindset together and one one heart, one soul, one one Savior, one blood, one baptism. Uh, people of like-mindedness, iron sharpening iron. I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into the house of the Lord, I'm telling you. I know through talking to many of you, you're missing it too, just like I am. And that being said, mark your calendar for May the 3rd, 10.30 in the morning. That's a Sunday. We are going to come back into the house of the Lord. I can't wait. Uh, those of you that might feel uncomfortable doing that, that's fine. You don't have to be there. Uh, but we will congregate there. We'll practice safe social distancing and we'll... Uh, We'll keep uh, the service as safe as we possibly can so everybody feels comfortable. But I look forward to getting back in the house of the Lord. Keep each other much in your prayers. There's a lot going on uh, within the church. And with that being said, I'm going to move on to this lesson God has put on my, on my heart. And you all know how much I like the books of Timothy. And I want to talk about some difficult times in chapter 3 and... You know, you guys have heard me said many times before that there's, you know, there's books that I would love to write. And hopefully one of these days I'll get to sit down and and try to put together some some reading material for everyone. But, uh, you know, I talked about writing a book about uh, that would be titled actually When God Becomes Real. That being said, you know, when God really becomes real to you and not just something you say you believe in but something you practice believing in, something that you apply to your life, faith that you have, application of your faith, discipleship. But you know, tonight, as I'm preparing this message that God has put on my heart, I tell you there's another book that just come to mind, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to act on that a little bit tonight. But uh, Satan's Agenda, and that I think that would be a great book title, don't you? The Agenda of the Devil, or Satan's Agenda. And you can find that agenda if you'll turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy. If you have your Bible, turn there with me tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is some amazing things that Paul penned. And he penned this to Timothy. And you know, you guys know how I love this book. You know, Timothy's this young pastor. Paul's in prison at this time. You know, he knows his time is short He's trying to endow Timothy with everything that he can give him. You know, it's so important to him, to Paul, that Timothy is prepared to take the church forward without Paul being able to be there to supervise this and to help and to make, make sure everything stays intact. You know, he's trying to give everything that he's got. You know, have you ever been with someone who's 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 dying and who knows they're dying. They don't talk much of silly things, you know. I've been there, seems like, hundreds of times, sitting there with people who are getting ready to take a step into the next world. They don't waste their breath talking of trivial things. It's it's things that mean a lot, things that they need to say, things that they want people to know. It's love of family and friends and 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 forgiveness and reaching out to God 
And it's not, not things of this world that they typically talk of. Things of like, oh, I wish I could have had a bigger house. Or I wish I could have had a better car. It's, it's never those kinds of things. It's important things, spiritual things, things from deep within their heart kind of things is what I'm talking about. And this is what Paul is doing when he's describing the last days here when he's talking to Timothy. He's giving Timothy a warning here of what to expect. So as I'm going to read this to you, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, but in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now he's, again, when I'm reading this to you, understand we're reading a document, a letter, if you will, that Paul wrote to Timothy. So we're reading someone else's mail, but is applicable to us. Okay? You could just put your name on this letter and say, okay, Paul wrote me this letter. And this will help you to understand this much better and, and get your head wrapped around this. He says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's Satan's agenda number one. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors and heady and high-minded and lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. He says, from such, turn away. He's talking to a pastor and telling him to turn away from people like this. You mean he's not supposed to just in, endure this kind of mindset that people is going to be displaying? it? No, he, Paul says, turn away from that. He says, in, 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 in verse 7, he says this, he says, these kind of people will be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So this is what I want to talk to you tonight about. Father in heaven, we pray in the name of Jesus and ask you to give us wisdom as we walk through the word together. Oh God, it's truly, truly my privilege and blessing to stand in your courts in prayer and to know that you're with us, God, even in these most trying times to know that this word is relevant for us today and that, Lord, it's applicable for, today, to, for today's living. So, God, we ask you to go with us and guide us now and lead us into the scriptures and into all truth and in righteousness for your name's sake. And, Lord, we'll listen to no other voice but yours. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Again, you get the, the feeling here that there's a sense of urgency as Paul is talking to Timothy in these Verses. Now, I'm not going to go through every one of these particular behaviors that's mentioned here, but I'm going to save this for future podcasts and teachings. But these are all going to be agendas, okay? And I'm and Satan's agendas. And I'm going to go, I'm going to hit on a few of these tonight, but not all of them. But again, a sense of urgency. Now, he says, in the last days, okay? What's the last days? People have asked me that. Pastor Jay, are we in the last days? Friend, let me tell you, the last days began the day that Jesus 
rose from the grave and the, and the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost came into this world, the last days began then. We will be in the last days until Christ returns to this world. Now, knowing that, okay, one would think that with the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the bestowing upon us of the Holy Spirit, that man, life would get much better. You know, here in the Old Testament, in the old days, way back when, you mean to tell me, Paul, that perilous times are going to come in the last days after Jesus has been here, when the Holy Spirit is here? Man, you would think that things would get better. And this is where a lot of the false prophets out there begin to spew their garbage on the hearers of the of their words trying to pretend that this is your best day now which it is not this is in direct con- contradiction to what Paul is saying right here perilous times are coming these are spiritual times you know when things get bad spiritually people are going to behave badly physically when your heart's bad you're going to do bad things When your heart's got garbage in it, out of your mouth will come garbage. When you have a sickness of sin within you, you will act out sin physically, and things will get bad in the world. And he begins to label and mark these particular behavior traits in these next following verses. Because people are turning so spiritually bad. And you would think with such a wonderful spiritual thing that was given, the Holy Spirit, the love of God, the power of God, that people would behave differently. But why? I've been asked this. Why, Pastor Jay, in the last days, does things get bad? Let let me remind you of something that was said in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse 12. It says this. It says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, listen at this, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. So Satan has entered into this earth and is dwelling amongst men. And let me tell you something, this place belongs to him. Dominion was given over to him in the garden. He runs this place right now. Okay? And he has great wrath because judgment has been executed against him. It's just a matter of time. And as time grows shorter and shorter, we're being told here, it's being indicated to us that as his time grows short, his his wrath is great. So as we are going along in the timeline of humanity, as we are approaching the exit, the, 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 the time of the end, Satan's wrath becomes more and more great. Things become worse and worse spiritually because he has such a hold on so many people. Listen, people in your family. And listen to this. Even some Christians. There are a lot of people that have to make choices. We all do every day in what route we're going to take, either good or evil. And you're the commander of your own choices. So notice that there is a sense of urgency, okay? Um, people have said over and over to me, 
that they don't know what they're supposed to be doing for God in this world. Listen, the one thing that I can tell you for sure that all of us are supposed to be doing is trying to rescue as many people from this fallen place as we possibly can in the time space that we have been given, okay? That's what we're supposed to be to be doing. Now, if you look at the behaviors mentioned here, they all point to the pleasing of self and being evil towards others. This is Satan's agenda. I'm telling you, this is going to be a book that I'm going to write one day. Don't hold me to it, but I, I really want to write that book. Again, the, these particular behaviors point to people pleasing their self, but being evil towards others. Okay, Satan's agenda is to get you focused on loving yourself and all the pleasures of this life rather than loving God and God's creation, God's people. Okay? As I said before, getting worse spiritually, and then the physical follows the spiritual. Whatever's in your heart is what you're going to act out. The Bible says that where a man's treasure is, there will his heart be also. We have so many evil treasures in this world that people love so much that that's where their heart's at, okay? We have to really look at ourselves and evaluate the condition of our heart. And are we doing everything that we can possibly be doing in this time slot that God has given us to work in? You're, you've been given a certain space. He has put you in this era of time for a reason and a purpose you are occupying this year, 2020. Uh, you, you've been alive all the years that you've been alive in a time slot that God has put you in with a purpose. I want you to remember that. Now, the first item on Satan's agenda, and you could just start right at the very top, but one of the ones that I want to pick on a little bit here and look at is, is found uh, right here in, in verse 7, where it says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Satan's agenda here is to make everyone a perpetual student who will be ineffective at learning truth. But they'll be highly effective at learning things that lead them from Christ. Okay, a perpetual student who never puts theory to practice, a student who has great knowledge and sees faith as an unscientific, as unscientific and therefore not needed. That's what people that that is a direct explanation of the people of today. People today seek degrees in all things, but absolutely have no understanding of what spiritual truth is and consequence and to, to not knowing it, who Jesus Christ is and the importance of his coming and his, and his resurrection and the giving of the Holy Spirit. People have no idea. People are extremely intelligent in the ways and the things of this world, but are absolute spiritual idiots when it comes to understanding the way of life. Listen, I put myself in this, in this category. 
For years, I spent my life pursuing the things of this world, not understanding, being hidden from my view, the fact that all the things that I were pursuing were just temporary things, things that would fail me at one point in time or another, things that I could not take with me into the next world, things that would not give me eternal life, things that would work me and, 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 and cause me to give my life to work but, but, and, and, and promise to pay debt that I can't hardly make because I have to work it off and give my whole life to trying to pay for these things that's going to fail. And so I go to work every day and I try to gather more learning and more knowledge so I can be better at my job and I can make more money for things that's not going to last me at all. But one day I came to the knowledge of the truth when Christ was introduced to me in saving grace. And when he saved my life, I found that he was a treasure that was hidden in a field. And that once you find that treasure, you'll give everything you've got to go and have it. Because it is truly what your soul's been looking for this whole time. We miss that. Somehow we're ever learning, but we can't see that truth that Christ is everything that you have need of, everything you need. And when your soul finds it, it's living water, friend. It's living water. There's nothing better than your relationship with Jesus Christ. It will take you to heaven. Nothing you can buy in this world can do that for you. No degree, no certificate, no college education, nothing can bring you that. Nothing. Understand that. That is the very first thing on Satan's agenda, is to twist your mind so that you can't understand truth. To twist your mind and to focus you in on yourself. And then going right up to, to the very first one. And we'll stop with this one after I talk about this just for a second. But it says, for men will be lovers of their own selves. A type of selfishness where people will love only their self. Okay? Only pleasing them. Selfish ambitions, putting their self as the old number one, when actually the scripture says, prefer ye one another over, prefer others over yourself. Okay. A selfish, self-centered, ambitious type of people who would be in love with their fallen nature. I tell you, when I got saved and I was able to look at myself for who I really was, man, I wonder what kind of twisted mind could love such evil as was in my heart. Look at you. All the things that you have done, the pursuits that you've had that God saved you from. Do you remember those things? Those of you that saved, I'm talking to you. What was to love about that? What was, what was to be so, so fully engrossed with that? What was so wonderful about that way of living, that you that needed to be saved, that was so unclean, what was there to love? What a twisted view that is 
to love something that's so evil and so dark. The scripture says that the heart of man is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? That we are full of darkness, but yet our eyes could not see clearly. We were in love with our own selves. Narcissism is such a problem in these days. Look at your Facebook pages. You know, look at people, how great I am. Facebook is nothing more than you being CEO of your own self. A stage for you to stand on. To see how many people will follow you and place you as their leader and as their God. Folks, listen. Narcissism is a serious problem. It is the very sin of the devil himself. It is self and promotion of self and being God to yourself. Just check this out. Just look across the social media pages. Now, I'm not saying that everything on social media is bad. Don't, under, don't misunderstand me. I'm saying but if you look at people and you look at the things that goes on out there, it's a, it's a billboard for saying how great you are. And does that not sound like a description of Satan himself? Listen, these are all agendas of the devil. We're going to get more into these, but I wanted to start this study off, and we'll hit every one of these. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now we'll move on through these agendas, through these mindsets, through these behavior patterns in the coming podcasts. God bless you all. And pray for me and pray for each other. This has been Pastor Jay with the United Christian Fellowship Church.